Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. When we think of estate planning, we think of wills, but having a will might not in of itself be the best choice for your circumstance. As lawyers, we're focused on minimizing risks, and in the context of constructing a robust estate plan, the term testamentary trust is often used by estate planning lawyers. What are they? Well, in today's podcast, you're going to find out. I'm with Keisha Gamble, an estate planning lawyer from Coots. So Keisha, what is the difference between a will and a testamentary trust? Well, we all know that a will is a legal document which sets out who is to receive your property or assets when you die. A testamentary trust simply refers to any trust which is established in a person's will. But the term is actually more commonly used in the context of establishing a discretionary family trust under a will because of the similarities to the types of trusts a person can set up in their lifetime. And it might be helpful just to give a quick background on um, trust as a legal relationship. So that's a structure where you have a legal owner, owner of the property known as the trustee who holds the property on trust, known as the trust fund, for the benefit of other people, known as the beneficiaries, in accordance with certain terms and conditions, which is known as the trust deed. So because a testamentary trust is a trust that is established by a will, it does not come into effect until after your death. Perhaps the most simple way to explain it is that instead of your will saying, I give my estate to my son, Joe Bloggs, and then that person leaving their inheritance personally, you would say, I give my estate to my executor to set up the Joe Bloggs Testamentary Trust. And then the rest of the will would become the trust deed, which has all of the rules for how the trust will be created and the powers and decisions that the trustee can make when running the trust. It would list Joe Bloggs as the primary beneficiary of that trust, but would probably also include a range of possible beneficiaries such as Joe Bloggs' spouse, children, grandchildren, and you know even extended family and companies or other entities that he's a part of. Okay, so what are the you know the main advantages, I suppose, of a testamentary trust? There are a few um, key advantages to using a testamentary trust in your will. The most common reasons a person would use this kind of structure is for the ability to protect assets and possibly reduce tax paid by beneficiaries on the income earned from the assets they inherit. Um, When you talk about sort of asset protection, what, what does that mean? The way that it works, so the assets of a testamentary trust are protected by virtue of being trust assets instead of assets owned by the primary beneficiary directly. So people who are in who are in financially high risk occupations such as professionals, business owners, company executives, they will often prefer not to receive their inherited assets in their own name so as to protect those assets from potential creditors. 
So the testamentary trust structure allows the trust asset to be protected against loss if the primary beneficiary suffers any financial misfortune or is facing bankruptcy. And for a beneficiary who might be vulnerable or lack the skills or sense of responsibility to use money wisely, the testamentary trust structure will also ensure that that beneficiary is financially secure, having their basic needs met without the risk of sort of misappropriating or, or wasting their inheritance. Now, we're all about sort of minimising tax um, and, you know, we've heard about testamentary trusts, how they can be, uh, you know, beneficial to to do that. Um, What are some of the tax benefits? So, the testamentary trust allows the trustee to allocate the income that is generated from the trust property each year between one or more of the beneficiaries listed. You might remember at the start of this um, interview, I said, you know, Joe Bloggs could also have his children, his spouse, you know, so on and so forth as a range of potential beneficiaries of the trust. So, the power to allocate income, which is commonly known as income streaming, can produce a tax advantage where income is allocated to minor children who are assessed like adults at the normal marginal rates for the purposes of a testamentary trust. This is unlike the situation for income which is allocated to minor children in a family discretionary trust set up during a person's lifetime, which are much less generously treated by tax. So, for example... If we take the ATO resident rates for the last um, income year, the 2021 to 2022 income year, in a testamentary trust, a child can receive $18,200 of income tax-free and then the balance is taxed at the normal marginal rate. In a family discretionary trust, which is a trust set up in lifetime or the term that we use is intervivos, a child can only receive $416 of income tax-free and the balance is taxed at the highest rate. So it's kind of like a penalty rate, anywhere between 45 and 66%. So for most families, the power to allocate income between one or more beneficiaries who are minor beneficiaries will afford them a significant tax planning strategy. And the flexibility offered by a testamentary trust means that the trustee can also distribute capital gains and dividends in a tax-efficient manner and also has the flexibility to deal with superannuation benefits, which are paid to the estate, to maximise those benefits as well. So there's a couple of different ways there. What about family law? Uh, I'm thinking, you know, specifically in the context of people who might be separating or have become divorced. Is there any consideration that should be applied around testamentary trust in those circumstances? Absolutely. So uh, the testamentary trust can also be structured in such a way to reduce the risk that a beneficiary's inheritance will be considered matrimonial property to be divided between that beneficiary and their former spouse in a property settlement following a breakdown of their relationship. So once again, like with the asset protection, since the assets of the testamentary trust are not assets which belong to the primary beneficiary directly, it is unlikely to be the subject of a family court order where the primary beneficiary's control over the distribution of those assets is restricted. So if a primary beneficiary is also the appointer or the trustee of the trust, 
they experience a relationship breakdown, the trust can be drafted in such a way that any control they have is automatically removed and placed with another person, normally remaining executors or something like that, who will take control until the problem is resolved. But it's also important to note that whilst the trust the trust assets themselves may be protected from the property settlement between the primary beneficiary and their former spouse, their interest as a beneficiary of that trust may still be considered a financial resource available to the primary beneficiary and could have an impact on the, the terms of the property settlement, but the assets themselves are not available for the family court to give an order against. Gotcha. Um, so we've talked a lot about, you know, the the advantages of testamentary trusts. Um, what about some disadvantages that people need to, you know, consider? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if we go along the lines of the tax um, benefits, so we talked that there were a few key benefits, but there are actually a couple of tax disadvantages as well. So there could be tax implications for any exemption from capital gains tax on a person's main main residence if it's held in a testamentary trust. Um, But we always recommend our clients discuss the the tax pros and cons with their financial advisors in any event at the same time that we're going through and setting these types of documents up. And the other disadvantage is that there is a cost to setting up and administering the testamentary trust, which is a little bit more expensive than just a standard will. And there are some ongoing costs such as accountancy fees, preparation of tax returns. So um, if the willmaker chooses to appoint a professional trustee service to run the trust as well, then there's also additional fees involved with that. So, Keisha... Um, what triggers, uh, you know, should people, you know, be aware of um, that that might lead to a testamentary trust being, you know, utilised? Yeah, I often get this question: is how do I know it's right for me, or when should yeah. I use testamentary trust? Because it really is a powerful estate planning tool. And, you know, the flexibility of the trust can provide the beneficiaries with really advantageous asset protection and tax planning mechanisms for the benefit uh, of themselves and their lineal descendants for many years to come. Um, That being said, they do cost more than the standard will to set up. So I would only recommend this type of will to clients who express a desire to achieve one or more of the advantages that we've talked about earlier. So maybe their key motivator is having vulnerable beneficiaries or maybe it's the tax benefits they're concerned about. If that's the case, we make sure that their net worth is large enough that when distributed, their beneficiaries are... It's it's likely that there's going to be an income generated from the assets that they receive, which is above the tax-free threshold, all going to significantly impact that particular beneficiary. So if you had a million dollars, you might think, great, let's do a testamentary trust. But if you're going to give that to 15 beneficiaries, well, what they end up with the pocket is is much less than a million, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, yep. it's sort of a case-by-case benefit. And um, sometimes if our clients are unsure, then we can include a testamentary trust as an option for their executor or their adult beneficiaries to consider in the future. So we set it up, but um, it's optional to sort of keep it down the standard path or 
or include all of these testamentary trust terms and they can make that election when the person's actually passed away. So I guess while a will maker is entitled to keep the provisions of their will confidential, we always encourage clients who are setting up testamentary trust to discuss it with their adult beneficiaries and professional advisors because that way the beneficiaries are already aware of the reasons why their mum, their dad, their aunt, their uncle, whoever is, is choosing to make a testamentary trust and they'll know a little bit about the structure and be in a better position when it comes time to use it to its full potential. Okay, sure. I'm assuming that, you know, there'd be plenty of clients that would come to see you that, you know, wouldn't have a clue about testamentary trusts uh, at that first initial consult around estate planning generally. Uh, is it sort of during that time that you often make recommendations after hearing, you know, the person's circumstance that, oh, look, you know, a simple will is not going to cut the mustard here. Let's look absolutely. at something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I lead every uh, initial appointment I have with a new client by saying, what is your goal? I don't sort of say, who do you want to give your estate to? I just sort yeah. of say, tell me about your family. Tell me about your assets. What is your what is your goal? What do you want to achieve from, from this will? And then based on, you know, an analysis of their assets and their liabilities and, um, you know, some facts and circumstances about their beneficiaries' lives as well, then we can sort of recommend, okay, a simple will's, great and going to be sufficient for you or I think you need something um, you know something more being the testamentary trust Great, Keisha thanks very much, uh, now I'm assuming uh, that if anybody is listening to this podcast in New South Wales uh, and, and needs some advice in relation to testamentary trust or just estate planning generally they can reach out to you and your team at Coots Absolutely, we offer fixed fee prices for all of our different types of estate planning documents. So um, we're happy to talk through the goals, talk through the objectives, and then you know recommend our our fixed fee price and and get the matter underway. Great, thanks very much. Awesome, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle Law by Dan, or simply drop by lawbydan.com. Thanks.